Hey, thank you for tuning in to the After Hours, the post-production podcast of the Bladed Box Office, hosted by Pat and Jeff. We are hanging out. We want to talk to you guys about what we've been watching over the summer while we had a break uh, for our first After Hours episode of Season 3. Coming out mid-October? Close enough. Um, It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know what, Pat? Uh, we'll keep it light, man. Why don't we? Why don't we trade off one for one? So what we kind of been doing, you know, list off something you've watched or you know, movie, show, whatever, and uh, and we'll talk about it and we'll go back and forth, kind of a rapid fire here. I like that, but we should also keep ourselves accountable too, because if you remember, was it like our final uh, after hours of season two? I think we talked about what's on our to do list for the summer. If mm-hmm. I remember correct, I haven't listened to the episode in a bit, but. Yeah, I think we each had like a big three movies that we wanted to watch. There was a bit of overlap, but um, I'm curious to know how you do. You remember what your big three was, and how'd you do? I honestly don't. I feel like a bunch of them were the Oscar nominee movies from last year, and I didn't. Uh, I know. I don't know if I said Dune or not from one of them, but I haven't seen the new Dune. Uh, the old Dune I've seen too recently, and it scarred me. I'm I'm nervous to watch the new one. Uh, yeah, I don't want to put myself through a one of two part series where I'm already disillusioned by the entire idea. But um, you know what? I I actually ended up crushing a boatload of TV shows. But before I get into that, uh, do you remember any of your uh, your big three that you wanted to get through over the summer? I'm pretty sure I remember my big three. And I failed at it catastrophically. Did you so, get? Did you get one? I got one. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with the positives. All right. What did you get? Uh, Sonic Two. Oh. Sonic the Hedgehog I, Two. I remember your message about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you just angrily ranting that it's? <laughs> what, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, so thoughts. Um, nothing good. I, I did not like it. Fair and enough. surprising, because, like, it did a lot of stuff the first one did, but I, I I liked the first Sonic, and I was, like, amped. Like, everyone's amped to see Knuckles, because everyone likes Knuckles. Yeah. I was pretty amped to see Tails, too, because I always liked Tails oh, yeah. when, I was a, yeah. when I was a kid. Um, yeah, man, it wasn't, wasn't so good. That's too bad. Um, was Jim Carrey still in it? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Okay. Uh, a saving grace, in my opinion. I haven't seen it. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things, right? Like, did they have a sequel in mind when they finished the first one? Probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. They it's, it's, a, it's a franchisable um, series, I, I suppose, it or just, idea. It just got me with so much. I don't know why it hit me so wrong. Like, it's for kid, Like the first one's for kids, too, but I was, like, fine with it. And then the next one, I don't know. I just, like... It just didn't have the like, depth, the emotional depth that you required for a Sonic film. It's not even the emotional depth. There was just so much stupid shit. Like, there's a... We don't give too much away, but there's, a, like, a dance... A dance-off in it. Oh, no. Like, where Sonic's gotta, like... Instead of, like, fighting, he's gotta, like, beat the bad guy with a dance-off. And I wanted to fucking no. kill myself. No, it that's... Was so bad. That sounds all bad. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, no. that's not good. Oh, it's awful. I, you know what? I'm going to take your word for it. Um, that is a movie I will watch as a last resort. Um, and the uh, oh yeah, do you remember in the first Sonic, like uh, J- like James Marston's like the main human protagonist, right? Yeah. 
Do you remember his sister-in-law who fucking hated him? And, like, the two of them were at... And, like, she was, like, the uh, funny character, I think. She, like, showed up for a couple scenes. And okay. she's, like, for some reason, his, his wife's sister just hates his guts. And it was funny for some reason. Um, she's, like... She, she's got, like, her own, like, side story in the movie. What? And, like, Shamar Moore's in it. And, uh, like, Sonic's not there for so long. And it's, uh, it, it's just, it's just, I don't need it. They're like, how do we stretch this movie into six different movies? Like, I know, let's give some random characters a huge fucking plot. And then we'll just, yeah. we'll be able to reuse that number three when we bring in a different Sonic character. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, well, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's say, let, let me be fair. Some good stuff about it. Um, yeah. I think it was Jeff Fowler who directed it again. There's a, there's a lot of stuff from the games that they get right. Um, which is kind of new video game movies. You should just be like, we don't know or understand these games. We're just going to fucking do them wrong anyway. Who cares? You'll go see it. Fuck you. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah essentially. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, I'm pretty sure Jeff Fowler has like played the Sonic the Hedgehog games and knows that they're fun. So there's at least okay. that. There is a scene where Sonic is in the water and can't, it, like in the games, he can't swim. So he's like trying yeah. to jump out of the water and then he like refills his breath by like like breathing in a, a bubble. A bubble, yeah. Um, and I'm yeah. like, I get what you're doing. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the stinger scene. I don't know if, uh, I mean, it's been out for a while. It's okay if I say, I guess. Yeah, I the, stinger, so. yeah. the stinger scene uh, sets up uh, Sonic 3 and there's a character that I, I think is kind of cool. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll see Sonic 3 just because I want to see what they do with that character. Is it Shadow. It's Shadow. Is it our fucking movie idea they're making right now? Yeah, well, Sons our idea is to do the spin-off. We need Sonic 3 to happen and Shadow to be in it so that we can make the Shadow spin-off movie. Oh, which, yes. How, how is it coming on, on your part, on your end for that script, by the way? So far, I have... How many, how many pages you got done? I have the title and chapter one. And the title is a working title, and I'm not sure if I want to start with a chapter one or an epilogue or something like that. So All right. I've got a, I've got <laughs> I've got a page in my notepad here that says starring Ryan Reynolds question mark. Can we do a shadow Pikachu crossover, like a hybrid almost, if we could? That'd be fantastic. I think that could work out pretty well. A shadow and Pikachu. They're both, and they're both played by Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, well, you know what I, is that the I idea? Do, I want to do a one man show essentially. And I'm not even thinking film, I'm thinking Broadway. I'm thinking bigger picture here. I want a Tony. I like where this is going. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a shadow it's... Broadway production with starring Ryan first, Reynolds as Ryan the Reynolds. The first idea was so stupid, and then we got so much worse from there. Things are not going to improve from here, ladies and gentlemen. If you've stuck around this long, I recommend you save your IQ and uh, just shut it down right now. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, so anyway, that's that's what I did get knocked off my list was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Disappointing uh, experience. And then the other two, I didn't see the Northmen, and I still haven't seen everything everywhere all at once. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I barely watched any movies this summer. You know what? I found myself just blasting through TV shows. Um, Yeah. Not all of them are completed, so I've just been watching as the episodes are released and stuff like that. But... um, just a bunch, and, and with the amount of streaming services and this time of year, so much new stuff's been coming out. Um, I'll tell you, I've really fallen in love with miniseries. 
I, oh, yeah. I love me a, a six to ten episode miniseries. It's uh, and then you're done. You're not like, oh, I'm yep. four seasons behind. Exactly. It, to me, it's just like uh, we wanted to make this a movie, but we knew we couldn't fit everything in, and uh, it just wouldn't go as well as a miniseries. And so for me, miniseries are like my new movies. Uh, like a ten-hour-long yeah. miniseries for me is like holy shit. Talk about a well-told story. They can fit in the details. They're not rushed. Uh, you get some fluff here and there, but I mean, I'll I'll take some fluff if there's ten hours. You know what I mean? As a all right. The, the, here's the you know weird you just thing. get to spend some time with the characters and what have you. It's it's yeah it's good. Yeah, I, I think here's the weird thing for me is like if you were to release. A four-hour-long, five-hour-long movie, you know, like The Irishman or The Extended Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. It's a lot harder for me to swallow. It's a lot harder. I, I just feel like I'm more hesitant to jump into it if I see a movie that's five hours long or four hours long. But if I see miniseries, I'm just like, oh, 10 episodes, an hour each? No problem. I can, I can, that's bite size. You know, so I think there's a, for, for me, for that, it's, um, it's quite interesting. I just find myself drawn more to to these longer drawn out stories that uh, are able to be told more peacefully, uh, in a in a much much neater fashion. I suppose there's not a whole lot of guesswork that you have to do, or they don't have to gloss over things, or like you know, in some movies, how they put text in there to explain like what oh, yeah, would yeah. have taken twenty oh, minutes. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, not even just an opening crawl, but like even like a later 20 years from now like this is the whole setting you're like fuck you like you gotta you have to text the plot because it's too hard to fit in uh I, that's what i enjoy that miniseries are able to do that that movies are not is they can have an episode where it transitions after three hours of show where it shows you you know the progression and or the digression of the advancement or reduction of the the timeline yeah well, I agree. I, I like miniseries for, for that reason, too. Uh, limited series, I guess they call them these days. Yeah. Um, okay. I, fi- I have found that... Uh, I, I figured I was going to watch a ton of movies, because after going so hard on seasons one and two, um, man, it was just like, you know, we were knocking out movies, like a movie a week almost, for this podcast, and I found myself way easier to tolerate. It was way easier for me to tolerate, you know, like, put on the movie, we'll spend two hours watching it, and that's that. So even outside of the podcast, I was watching more movies than usual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then as but as soon as we wrapped up season two, I went right back to like a lot of uh, a lot of my time being on video games. Yeah. And if I wanted to watch something, I was more readily able or willing to watch a series or a limited mm-hmm. series instead of putting on a movie. So I kind of regressed. I, I thought this would like be a permanent change, but I, I, I reverted back. You know what? I, I do love the uh, the push the podcast gives us to kind of, you know, knock these movies off of our checklist as uh, as what the initial goal was to do, right? All these movies that everyone says, oh, you've got to see it, you've got to see it. It's like, well, now we're, we're starting to see them. And uh, and then some, yeah. And I'm grateful for the opportunity. I think it's uh, it's amazing to get to watch movies like this. Like I never, like I said, I never would have watched, say, Paranorman or a bunch of the other movies we've done on the podcast unless we were doing it. But yeah, there's something about shows and um, and just the way that they're putting out shows now, you can tell they're they're really pushing off a nostalgia and or the success of previous franchises. So for me right now, the two biggest series that I'm following as the episodes are released are uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power series oh, and okay. the uh, the Game of Thrones um, prequel. 
House of Dragons. I am. I am enjoying I both believe. of those. Yeah. That's um, cool. Those are two that I haven't gotten around to yet, but I'm I'm yeah. definitely curious to get into them at some point. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell yeah. you right now. Um, what do you I, think? As a fan of both, I am much more inclined and intrigued by the Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't know if that's because it's more of a nostalgia thing. Like, obviously, the movies came out when I was younger, probably in grade seven. I think Fellowship of the Ring came out. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. But at the same token, I also enjoyed Game of Thrones the whole time. So. The same token. You're right? Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> I had to. That was perfect. I had to. That was perfect. Well played. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it's been interesting. Um, I am a little more inclined to say that right now I am enjoying Lord of the Rings more than the Game of Thrones show. I think it's really cool because there's been actually a little bit of like a Game of Thrones-esque feel to Lord of the Rings. So I'm getting that feel for like betrayal, anarchy, rise to power kind of deal within a Lord of the Rings um, universe, which is is really neat to see. It kind of combines the elements that I really loved of Game of Thrones with the elements I loved of Lord of the Rings. And uh, it's so far so good. I, I'm very impressed with both shows, but um, I'm gonna have to give a, a, a bit more praise to Lord of the Rings. Cool, interesting. Where would you? Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I was gonna say, where would you fall in terms of uh, Game of Thrones versus Lord of the Rings? Um, oh, Lord of the Rings wins by a country mile. Yeah, it's not okay. even close. Nothing, nothing against Game of Thrones. Like when Game of Thrones was in its earlier seasons that are known for being good, I really enjoyed them. Like the first uh, first few seasons. Uh, there's lots great about Game of Thrones, but yeah, it can't it can't touch Lord of the Rings, man. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm glad you said that because it. Uh... It really is, in my opinion, it, it it's damn near impossible to touch on. I know one of them's more set... It's hard to say, but, like, Game of Thrones seems like it's more set in a reality that we can understand, like a world that we're like, oh, yeah, I could totally see all this betrayal, as where Lord of the Rings is complete fantasy. Different Which races, stuff like that, right? Exactly. But, yeah, uh, yeah Game of Thrones is more like there's a, there's a lot more uh, societal reflections in it that uh, are absolutely to, to correlate with yeah. our own lives right so which is the point i think is is uh you know martin like the uh I've, i haven't read the books or anything but i think it's the same same deal and he was involved in the show early on mm-hmm. he uh like his intention was to to like basically play in a world like that like lord of the rings and middle earth but uh a lot of subversions by bringing in some like real world stuff that 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 genre doesn't usually touch on. Yeah, be a, l- a little bit more grounded in reality, uh, to be a little more relevant without having the fan following that uh, Lord of the Rings already had pre-movies, right? Like, the Lord of the Rings were not unknown uh, before the before the movies, right? Like, it was a fairly well-known series. Uh, oh, yeah. When it comes to the books. Uh, Game of Thrones... I'm sure it was popular among people that were into those kind of novels, but I don't think it had the. Uh, I don't even know. If it I didn't have the same level of now. But like, yeah, it was. It was much like, yeah, Lord of the Rings is much more renowned and worldwide recognized um, for that kind of fantasy genre. And I mean, obviously, elves and orcs and dwarves, and I mean, you, you're really looking at all these elements that you see in your uh, like Dungeons and Dragons style and role playing game styles that uh, that are obviously very popular. Uh, so, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Lord of the, yeah. So, to summarize, Lord of the Rings is better than Game of Thrones, I guess. 
Let's, oh, absolutely. Let's, let's leave it at that, I suppose, eh? And that's not to throw shade on Game of Thrones at all. Like, no. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Like, there's no shame in, in being second banana to something as iconic as that. Like, I was, it, it basically invented the genre for, yeah. for modern audiences. I would say it's... Back in the 1930s. It'll end up probably being like a, a fandom like Star Trek versus Star Wars. Yeah, I can kind of see that. You know what I mean? Like, that that's the closest kind of comparison I could give to the two of those series being based in the... Uh, in the world that they're both based in, right? Obviously, science fiction from fantasy, I suppose. More or less fantasy. Uh, interesting genre. But it, no, again, I've been enjoying them. But that's not the only kind of shows I've watched. I've watched um, watched a couple drama pieces. I've watched a couple of uh, thrillers, stuff like that. It's It's been a great, a great summer for television for me. Um, have you seen the show Dope Sick? I've not seen Dope Sick. No, that was uh, that was pretty good. I, I quite I've been sticking mainly to to fantastical stuff. I think I try to catalog the shows that I've been watching. Okay. Uh, catching up on a couple series that I wasn't uh, I wasn't following as they came out, but I got around to seeing Miss Marvel. Oh yeah, uh, what'd you think of that? It's fine. It was. <laughs> that's it. It's your. your it's not, yeah, it wasn't review. amazing, yeah. but it was good enough. Okay. Uh, no, nothing, nothing big to say on it. It was like your, it was like your superhero origin. It, it is what it is. Fair enough. Um, I tried. She Hulk. I, I'm, I'm watching She Hulk. I don't know if you're keeping up with that. Uh, we watched ten minutes of it before we threw on a new show that we've been watching called <laughs> Severance okay. or Severance. Uh, interesting show, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think, I think uh, She Hulk might actually be better than what i was anticipating it, it is actually it's yeah. better than what i was uh oh man the, the first episode was like i was like it, it dashed all my hopes that it was going to be good the first episode is some weak tv because oh, um, it's like uh it doesn't really have the tone that the, the the show goes on to really establish it's like they had to do a superhero origin but they just like blitz through it really quick and yeah, it was, I, but I think that's what was, people have come to expect from them now. Like, mm, don't make yeah, us wait I wasn't, for the show. I wasn't a fan. But I should say, like, later on when it's like, after it established itself, and it's like, now it's a workplace sitcom, I think there were some pretty good episodes. And I'm like, okay, now I get what this show's going for. But that first episode was like, woof. I guess, I, I don't know a way around it, I guess. Um might even be this might even be a scenario she-hulk where maybe like a comic book tie-in or something or like an animated short uh tie-in would have been called for but i don't know yeah yeah Fair just enough. a just a thought but yeah she-hulk rocky start but pr- pretty quickly finds its footing and it's pretty good yeah smooth sailing after that eh yes sir all right, and uh, as long as we're talking about just just because we touched on you touched on the fantasy shows you're watching because um, those are those are like some fantasy fantasy shows that I've been wanting to get into um, just haven't gotten around to it but I'm all, almost done with uh, Vox Machina. Oh, okay, okay. Are there any movies that you did watch you want to talk about? Because I did watch some movies this summer. I'm honestly trying to. You know what I ended up watching. Um, in preparation for the Lord of the Rings TV series again, is I ended up watching Lord of the Rings trilogy all over again. 
extended versions of everything. But of course, I put myself through it. I put myself through the ringer again, just so I was fully prepped to uh, to appreciate the new show. Um, other good movies. You know what, man? I honestly, I honestly can't recall any really good movies I saw over the summer. It was uh, it was mostly shows. And I just say that's why Letterboxd comes in handy. Hmm. If I had recorded what I had watched, yes. Yes. But I did not. I didn't A. No. You gotta step up that letterbox game, bro. You know what? I yeah. I've been a little bit better with it with adding things, but yeah, like after I watched something, I, I just I gotta get back on there and uh, and start doing that. It's uh it's just good, even just for recalling stuff like this right now. Um well, yeah. Well, I'll run through what I got here for um, for movies. I did see some. Um, we uh, went to got to the theaters a couple times, which I was happy about. Um, got back on the uh, got on the James Bond train. I watched from Russia with Love. That oh, was pretty okay. awesome. Yeah, nice. Thor, Thor Love and Thunder came out. Went and saw Thor Love and Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, uh, not so good. Did it poo poo? I, uh, I poo poo that film. I heard. I heard it was not so good. Yeah. Okay. Then I let. Uh, then I let Kayla pick a few movies, and that was a mistake. Senior year is not very good, and the man from Toronto is even worse. Oh, okay. You know what? I started watching the man from Toronto, and his senior year, the one where the girl goes into a coma and then she wakes up and has to go back into her senior year. Yeah, I watched that one with yeah. Jill. Um, funny. I, I thought it had some really funny parts. Um, if you say so, but uh, not my style. Not yeah, uh, not, not a, something not that piqued my interest. Okay, then we went to the movies. I let her pick again. Kind of redeemed herself. We went to see where the crawdads sing. It was I, I didn't expect much of it because uh, I, I I don't know. I didn't read the book. It was uh, very much like a a chick book it became a chick flick, which is fine. Which is, is fine. Not, I just didn't think is, it was going to be for me. You sa- you uh, sound yeah, like you're not happy about it. And that it's you're fine for them to, have, you know, for them to have their movies nowadays and have, <laughs> make their little movies and see I'm the little okay movies. with representation, no, no. but like, just don't make me watch it. <laughs> I didn't know much of it going in. I was just like, eh, I don't know if this is going to be for me, but it was pretty good. All right, yeah, it was it was well well made. You know what? Um, we were actually going to go see that one on one of the Fridays I had off. Uh, never ended up getting around to it, but uh, when I did mention it. To Jill, she was like, oh, my God, you actually want to go see that? I was like, oh, shit, what am I getting myself into? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But I no, there were not a lot it. of other men in the theater. And I was like, oh, man, this is not going to be. Like, <laughs> I, I, it was a bunch of wine moms that went with their book club and stuff. And they're like, we've been excited for this movie for so long. And I'm just like, oh, no, this, there's going to be nothing for me here. But Not even a joke. Yeah. Not even a joke. I went I'm, and- going, I'm going to Couples Wine Club tonight. And the women of Wine Club also have a book club. And I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going to see a movie that they did a book on. That's what that's what I was walking into. Yeah. And right, uh, like a buzzsaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like walking it into a damn buzzsaw. It wasn't that bad. It was a perfectly fine movie. I had uh, I went in with an open mind. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be fair to this movie and give it a chance. And I thought it was pretty good. And you liked it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. I think that makes I think that makes me a feminist now. So, um, yeah, man, you are a champion of women's rights. Yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, because I thought because I thought a movie wasn't bad. Pat for woman of the year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, gimme. <laughs> and then uh and then the week after that we went and saw Bullet Train, which was uh a very stupid movie. Action filled, uh, dumb movie. Yeah. Just uh beat 'em up, smack 'em. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the super like edgy, fast paced everyone was on Coke. So it's like John Wick without, without Keanu Reeves, which is just trash. No, it wasn't anywhere close. Like it was way sillier than John oh. Wick. And nobody? Like, yeah, it was it was, was it fine. On, was it on right. nobody's level? It was more like you remember Smoke and Aces? Yep. It was more like a like a, a postmodern Smoke and Aces, if you will. Oh, okay. Uh that takes place on a train. And Brad Pitt's in it. Uh Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh who else is in there that's good? Zazzy Beats. Oh uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was it was where the crawdad sing was better, and it's weird that I just said that, but that's how it is. So, so that, there you go. That movie was kind of tailored towards a, a younger male generation, right? That's like, yeah. oh, let's give them an action film. People always love this, right? Pretty much that, yeah. Right on. You know what movie I ended up did? Uh, I did end up seeing over the summer that um, I I didn't even finish it. I wasn't impressed. Was the uh, Jurassic Park where they they put both the casts together? You know, the original Jurassic Park cast and then the Chris, Jurassic World. Chris Pratt version. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's like Jurassic World now. Yeah, Jurassic yeah, no, World that's meets the Jurassic third Park. One, the third one of the new ones, I think that one is. I guess. I don't know. It was on the plane. And um, I, I was like, well, you know, I'll dabble. I love the original Jurassic Parks. I only ended up watching one Jurassic World and I was kind of like, yeah, not, not impressed. But it was cool. But um, yeah, I turned it off. I put workaholics on instead. You say you were on a plane? Yeah, yeah. I had nowhere else to wow. go, and I turned the movie off. Yeah, if you if you turn if you tune out of a movie on a plane, then that's fucking bad. It I remember was, I was yeah. on I was on a plane once, and I don't think I had like my movies with me, so I was at the mercy of whatever they were showing on the plane. Yeah, and they were showing Joy, okay, the Jennifer Lawrence movie. And I watched like the first two acts, and then I just was like, I can't, I don't, I don't care about her and her little rivalry with you just, Bradley Cooper. You put the map up. You're like, I'm just gonna watch our trip happen. I'm fucking. What the fuck is that, Bradley Cooper? And he's not a raccoon from space. Fuck this movie. You sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. Right on. I mean, um, yeah, no, it's pretty bad when you're on a plane and you have nowhere else to go. Yeah, and you're like because you know every movie it's a whole trope. Like every movie's good on a plane. Mm. Like every time Better, you hear someone like, you know, "Oh, I think I saw that on a plane once. It was fine." It's like, yeah, watch it when you're not on the plane, and like it's a different set of rules for movies. Well, I mean, uh, did you end up getting into any shows though over the summer? Like, was there a go-to um, show you had? Well, uh, yeah, I'm working ridiculous hours now, late hours. So I've, I'm just like when I get off of work after midnight i'm just like up by myself so it's like i don't know just comfort shows uh so i can feel connected to the real world a bit that's where ms marvel came in okay uh, yep. that's where vox machina came in towards the end of her uh geez what else did i what else i've been watching no no a lot of it was video games too mm. i find when i when when i kind of like sober up from this podcast and move away from movies a little bit if i do uh go towards video games 
Me as well. And I, I did play quite a few video games over the summer. Uh, did you have a, a couple of games that you beat over the summer or anything that you've been um, playing with repetition? I don't think I beat any because I've got like with between Game Pass and the Nintendo Switch libraries, I've got so many games available. None of them hold my attention. True. I uh, played a little bit of God of War. Okay. And then my PlayStation 4 uh, just crapped out on me. and I can't really play it anymore. Oh, it's a very no. sad story. Very sad. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to hear. So that. now I'm just now I'm just left with my Xbox and my my Nintendo Switch. It's tough. First, Times are tough. First for me. world problems, eh? Yeah. I only have yeah. two other consoles I can play, and then my computer and my phone, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying the Nintendo Online. Uh, I love the amount of games that are available. Right between the N64. NES and the uh, original Nintendo. Oh yeah, I played some Star Fox sixty four. Oh man, that's a banger. Still can't remember. Still, still can't figure out how to get the, like the good ending to the missions. Oh okay, I just remember but... what I used to do is back in the day we'd do the. Uh, I guess it was like a custom game. It'd be like I want to fight fifty enemy fighters and I'm gonna fly in there and you just constantly go around blasting all these enemies defending this pyramid. Uh, yeah. I think that was a there was a versus mode too, but uh, are you excited for Goldeneye to come out? There is rumor oh, that Goldeneye is Goldeneye. coming out. Yeah. Oh boy, that brings up some uh, some tough memories for me. I never had Goldeneye as a kid. It was the first first person shooter I was aware of. I think mm -hmm. I was like a little too young to get into like Doom and Wolfenstein and stuff. Or Doom, if Doom, other Doom, kids Doom. my age were playing them, my mom wouldn't have let me play something that violent. My mom's lame. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, mom. Thirty-five years old. And I'm just like she made me clean my room. Fucking bullshit. Uh, <laughs> fucking house is a prison. Um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, first uh, the the first time I was exposed to a first-person shooter was Goldeneye. Never owned it. I think we rented it a few times, and I had friends that had it and were really good at it. And they tricked me into playing verses with them, thinking it was be, you know, going to be a <laughs> good time. And yeah. I just, yeah, they were like, hey, do you want to play verses? And I was like, okay. But they tricked me. and uh, <laughs> Twist my rubber arm, yeah. And I got, yeah, I just got schooled and felt really bad about myself and kind of developed a hatred for, for first-person shooters. And that's, I think that kind of led to me, like, why I suck at them today. I never, my, my confidence in them was shattered kind of right away at a oh, very okay. tender age. Yeah, and uh, never really got over it. So, so here we are. So now you're more of a, an RPG and uh, story story based game kind of guy. I like a I like a good story based game. I like a third person action game. If you're you know side scrollers fighting or something, How side scrollers yeah. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, first person shooters. A little bit of I mean I play them sometimes, but never gotten really the hang. I've never really been I think good at them. Oh. Maybe I'm just judging myself based on the people I play against online, which is maybe not fair. No, uh, no. Anytime I do play online, I always just get stomped. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this will be like a redemption arc for me when the new rematch, the new Golden Eye comes out, and I can maybe like get into it and like become like I don't know. Probably not. I probably won't be great at it. It'll be good enough, like possible enough that I'll feel I like help redeem you myself. Break that shell so you can explode out of it, Pat. All right. Born anew, okay. First person shooter champion. You're gonna be like my Mr. Miyagi. Wax on. 
gonna gonna give me my training montage. Wax off. I, that's what I need. Yeah. I think I need a good. I need a good training montage. You, you need at least one good training montage in your life, and this might be the one that you need right here. I think this I think could might be, be it. right. Yeah, this could be it. Okay, we got to work out. I think first and foremost, we got to pick a song uh, for my training montage, and then when Goldeneye comes out, we'll both get it. We'll I don't both... even think it's fair that you ask me. We have to pick a song. Like it's obviously "Eye of the Tiger." It's every goddamn montage should have "Eye of the Tiger." Well, I mean, or, or uh, what was that one? You're the best around. There's, there's that one. I don't, don't, don't I have the tiger one. inspired, I feel. No, I think, I think a training montage, you have to at least set yourself apart with the song. You can't just jack the most famous training montage song ever. I mean, if somebody's already done it better, why not just do what they did and then add to it? Like a like a movie review podcast, you mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up here at the After Hours. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're so excited for the rest of Season 3 to start. We will yeah. catch you guys all in the next one, and uh, we'll have a lot more fun shit to talk about.